It is the Chris and Amy show right here on KMOX. Michael Kelly filling in for Chris Ranji. And really honored to have in the studio with us today, Dr. Claire Martin. She's the assistant professor in the counseling department at Webster University. And it's the holiday season. And for so many of us, there are moments of joy. It's filled with joy. And for so many of us, there are moments of sadness or loss or heartbreak. And to discuss what we can term the holiday blues, although each of us feels it in a different way, um, is Dr. Martin. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me. Okay. The holiday blues, how prevalent is it, do you think, in our society? Well, it has, um, studies have shown that out of um, three people, two people will experience the holiday blues, especially if they've had experienced depression before, they're more likely to experience holiday blues, which is like this depression that they tend to feel around the holidays. Um, a study by, a poll done by the American Psychiatric Association last year showed that 31% of people, which is one out of three people, reported that they will experience like higher level of stress, especially around this time. It, for it to be considered like holiday blues or partly depression, does it have to be constant or can it be moments of sadness? It can be moments of sadness, but for it to can be considered like holiday blues, it, it needs to happen around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And to differentiate it from the clinically depressing um, symptoms that people typically have if they suffer from clinical depression. So how do we identify uh, holiday de blues inside of loved ones and what should we do to be helpful to them? Okay. So some of the symptoms to watch out for, they might be socially isolated more often than usual. You may find that they are more anxious, like, and the anxiety can show up by binge eating or not eating, mm-hmm. or they may have, like, physical symptoms. Like, if it's a child, they might have, like, stomach stomach ache. Um, they might feel, like, very lethargic, like, not wanting to do anything anymore, like, staying home, sluggish. Um, they may have, like, headaches. Um, they may even have, like, some suicidal thoughts. All those studies show that it's typically not the, around this time, it's not high, but you never, like, once in a while, you, people may have that. I, it, Christmas and the holidays, there's so much forced um, happiness, right? You mm-hmm. turn on TV, mm-hmm. yeah. every kiss begins with K. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all this happiness and there's all this love. And for many people, yeah, we've all maybe had a good Christmas or two, and that's yeah. what we're reflective of. But maybe we're a widow. Maybe we're single. Maybe we've gone through the pandemic and are getting a divorce. Yeah. Uh, Loved ones will recognize it in each other, but what do I do? What do I do as a loved one when I see those blues emerge in my loved one, whether it be my kid, my mother, my grandparent? Mm-hmm. What actions can I take to be helpful to them? The first thing is asking them, asking them, like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling more depressed than usual? Um, what, um, is the holiday getting on your skin, under your skin? Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much it's like creating the space to talk about it. That's where it starts. And also continue to monitor it because you want to make sure that this is not clinical depression that's going to be long-term ongoing. And if that's the case, then referring them for help because there's help, like look for professional help, look for a counselor, for a psychologist, and have them have that assessment to see what's going on. Is it beyond the holiday blues? 
What if you perhaps don't feel that you have a you, you don't feel depressed, you don't have a depression, but you have moments where something hits you. You've lost a loved one, um, friends who've lost a child. And obviously at Christmas, you're going to have memories of that time with your parent or with your child that you don't have anymore. In order to nip it in the bud uh-huh. and, and not become something that can become a depression, what can you do? Like, if I have that feeling, what could I do to help prevent it from becoming a depression? First is being real with yourself, like acknowledging that, yes, I lost someone and I need to grieve. So giving your space the, the time to grieve, seeking help, reaching out for people. And as friends of the person who might be depressed, reaching out for them, encouraging, like checking in on them. Um, if you're the one who's having those symptoms, like make it a point like to take care of yourself. Um, like don't give up on your routine. Like around the holidays, people tend to, the first thing that they tend to give up on is like things that are personal, like their self-care, mm-hmm. eating well, sleeping well, exercising. So they tend to give up on those. So maybe like be more intentional about the fact that during the holiday, this will happen. So therefore, I would be more intentional about keeping those up. Is there some degree of sadness and melancholy that's going to come with the holidays? Because, um, you know, there's a lot of forced happiness, if you will, yeah. uh, over time. But I mean, it, it is that something that we should acknowledge as well, is that it's not going to be all rosy and happy. Exactly. Well, first, there's the financial burden of... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of expectations made around the holidays, like you have to provide gifts and you may not have the financial means. There's also like visiting family and sometimes it's not the most pleasant thing, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's great connecting with family, but sometimes it brings bad memories as well. So you have to make acknowledging that it's okay to say no sometimes. You don't have to say yes to everything. Um, so creating those kind of, I'll, I'll call them boundaries, mm-hmm. like knowing like your limits and saying, well, it's okay not to do it the same way. The holiday doesn't have to be the same way all the time. What about reaching out to people who you think might be hurting? I know one thing that I've struggled with is if I know someone who has lost a child or a spouse or a parent, you want to reach out and show them that you love them. But you also, you don't want to intrude. You start to feel self-conscious, like, oh, I, I, I don't want to make it worse. Would you suggest, nope, reach out, send a note, send a text, make a phone call? Do you think that's pretty much always a good idea? It's better to reach out, yeah, because you never know what the, the state of the person it might be mm-hmm. in. Um, maybe nobody else re- have reached out to them. And maybe that all they need is someone to hear a familiar voice, someone who cares about them. Sometimes yeah. I'll say in a text, I'll start it with no need to respond yes, yes. because you don't want to add a burden of exactly. them having So I just say no need to respond. I just want you to know this. Exactly. Yeah. Does, uh, is there different uh, depressions going to manifest uh, as it relates to adults till children? You know, we think of holidays being so fun for yeah. kids, yeah. but for many of them, it may be coming home from school or whatever yeah. that they, you know, and now they're caught up in all this happiness what what's the difference in depression that we'll see from adults to children, and how do we address it? Yes, um, for adults, it may um, show up just like what what I mentioned before, like the melancholy, um, the feeling irritable, like not their habits has changed will be changing. For the children, that can be similar too. You may find them to be like much more anxious, 
like having physical symptoms, having more tantrums than usual. With children, what's different is they may not recognize that's what's happening and they may not verbalize it because there's this conflicted feeling of this is a happy time. I'm supposed to be grateful that I'm, because I'm going to get gifts and there's the house is um, it's decorated and we're meeting families and I'm supposed to be happy. And they have those internal feelings of anxiety that they may not be willing to share with their parents. Mm-hmm. So that means as parents, you have to be more intentional about assessing like the status, the mental status of your child and asking them. What what can you do in terms of when you're reaching out to that person? I'm a single person. I'm mm-hmm. single by choice. I yeah. love it. But yeah. uh, at the same time, I have to tell you, this time of year is tough yes. because everything's about love and happiness and giving gifts, etc. What kind of words or ideas can be used with people to kind of say, hey, the new year's coming. We're almost through this. How do you coax somebody through it that this too shall pass? Um, just talking to them about um, maybe even reflecting on what they've accomplished during the year um, and feeling gratitude towards things that they can be grateful for and knowing that, yes, this is like temporary, the holiday will pass, and we will have like another another year to create newer goals and to work on some some people may say, hey, this is just the holiday blues, but other loved ones may say, hey there, Billy, you've been dealing with this well before the holidays. How can people get into counseling? You know, I, I, in my own experience, when you call the insurance company, you're on a three-month wait. Uh, many counselors only take cash. Yeah. Um, how do we kind of get people to that place to understand that this is the way that you ought to go, some type of counseling, some type of talk therapy? Yeah. So um, going to your insurance is actually a great idea. Um, but unfortunately, because of the there's a higher need for mental health services than there are services, there's going to be a wait list. Um, other options could be um, calling 988, which is a crisis hotline where you can get someone on the phone like talking to you right away. You can talk, you can chat um, via text. So that's an option. Or you can have like a, a buddy like a buddy system to hold you accountable, like, okay, that person's going to check on me. We're going to talk. We're going to, they're going to ask me, have I check? Um, did you eat? Did you eat? <laughs> Are you drinking Sleeping. too much? Yes. Are you uh, drinking too much? Because we have to recognize that mm-hmm. alcohol around the holiday, it's very, people tend to go towards alcohol and it is a depressant. Um, so checking, talking to your friends about, to, the, to that person about um, their lifestyle, how that has changed and encourage them, like, saying, like, hey, this is not the norm. You've been like this for a long time. This might be more serious than a holiday. Before we let you go, what do you want people to know, just in your experience um, as a counselor teaching at universities, what Mm -hmm. do you wish more people knew? Um, That it can happen to anyone, not only those who have had depression or anxiety before, but those are more... It's more prevalent in that population. However, it can happen to anyone, to adults, to children, um, to pay attention to how you're changing around the how the, um, you're changing around the holidays mm-hmm. and what um, who is your support system, and also paying attention to your self care um, so that you don't burn out because there's a lot of demand put on individuals around the holiday. So be real with yourself in terms of like your limits, 
and what can you do and what can you not do and be okay with not being able to do everything that people expect you to do. She is Dr. Claire Martin, the assistant professor in the counseling department at Webster University with great information. Um, Thank you so much, Dr. Martin. We really appreciate your time this morning. I know it's a busy season, so we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. He's Michael Kelly. I'm Amy Mark Scores. This is The Chris and Amy Show on KMOX.